0: Hello, I'm Montgomery County Auditor Carl Keith, and we want to welcome you to another episode of Odds and Ends. Uh, Odds and Ends is a production of the Montgomery County Auditor's Office where we uh, talk with interesting people in our community, people that are making things happen, making uh, Montgomery County uh, a better place. And uh, so it's always an interesting uh, time we have here to spend with people, to learn more about them, learn more about what they do and what they contribute to the community. And so this month, we are so excited to have with us the uh, Director of the Montgomery County Veteran Service Commission, Kim Frisco, is our guest today. Thank you for having me. Kim, thank you for being here. Uh, We're really excited to learn uh, more about you and more about the Veteran Services Commission and the things that the Veteran Services Commission does for veterans. Uh, So let's start out, though, by learning a little bit more about you. So you have been at the Veterans Service Commission, what? Uh,
1: since 2020.
0: Since 2020. Yes,
1: March of 2020. Four days after I got there, the world shut down.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, um, well, let's talk about your yes. journey to get what got you there. So you you yourself are a veteran.
1: Yes, I'm an Air Force veteran. I'm retired uh, from the Air Force. I served basically as a hospital uh, um, administrator while I was in the Air Force, and uh, I was lucky enough when I finally left the Air Force, um, I decided I was going to sell real estate. You know, it was so exciting in 2008, (laughs) right? Yeah. And then the market fell out, and my husband looked at me and said, you know, you need to get a job. I'm like, I have a job. Uh, He goes, no, a real job. Well, 2008,
0: the real estate market just collapsed. It It dumped
1: out. (laughs) And what was kind of funny is before then when anyone discharges from the military normally they will have um their last exam at their local va and i had that there and that was over there on gettysburg over on third street Mm -hmm. and i drove over there at eight o'clock in the morning when the moon and stars were aligned it was beautiful over there i parked right up front went in and at that time In the Dayton VA, there was a little bullpen, and our little volunteers were sitting there. And thank you for your service. May we get you to your correct floor. And um, when I was there, I told my husband, I said, you know, if I ever had to get a job, I might want to go to the Dayton VA hospital. I really enjoyed that because when I left the military, I said, I would never work for healthcare or the government again. (laughs) And here I am. (laughs) And so, as I said, you know, I was out at the Dayton VA for 11 years. And, you know, sometimes you think it's time to move on or you feel like you've done something. And and it, I was ready for a different move. I just thought I would just retire. I told my husband one day, I said, I think I'm done for now. I think I need a break. And I said, I'm gonna put my notice in. And I love the VA. I put my two weeks notice in. And sure enough, um, here I am back at work. I put my notice in December of 2019 and March of 2020. You went back to work. I'm back to work at Montgomery County, and I love it.
0: So 20 years of uh, military, and yes. you were stationed here? You were stationed at wright Pad. Is that where yes, you Yes, that was my last duty last assignment, th- yes. Well, Where 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 else did you? So I
1: am not an exciting person. My (laughs) my husband is also retired Air Force, and he traveled the world over. Okay, and this was not only my first duty station; it was my last duty station. And I always laugh because I have to tell folks. I only had one remote tour in my career, and that was to Albuquerque, New Mexico, which was Kirtland Air Force Base. But it's really a joke because I spent 17 years at wright Pat and three years in Albuquerque and I love that as well. And it was
0: okay. So you spent 17 years at wright Pat. I sure did. Wow.
1: Not in the same job. I got handpicked to do a variety of different things on a regular basis. And I was okay because, you know, home is in West Virginia, four hours away, and close to family.
0: Well, uh, let me say, first of all, well, thank you for your service. Thank you. And um, and your husband is uh, military too? Your yes, he's b-
1: retired Air Force as well.
0: Did you, you, so you met in the Air Force? You
1: we did meet in the Air Force. Okay. Yes, we did.
0: Is, is there more to that There's story? always more to a good story, <laughs> yes. So, yes.
1: So I was closing down the forty nine fiftieth test wing many, many, many moons ago. Uh-huh. And um, my husband kept trying to ask me out. And I <laughs> said, thank you. But no, I don't date enlisted because I was an officer. And then we're closing down the test wing. And he came over. He and he said, hey, listen, if if I was no longer in the Air Force, would you ever consider going out with me? I said I might, and then he handed me his retirement paperwork and oh, asked wow. if I would sign it.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
1: closed down the test wing about six months later.
0: Wow! well. Yeah. Well, that's a love story. <laughs> that's a love story. I, I still got him. So there you so go. Far, it so worked good. out. It worked out. So when you left the Air Force and you, and you so you went to work at the VA center. I did. Uh, here in Dayton, and you were there for seven.
1: I was there for 11, 11 years. 11 years. 11 mm-hmm. years.
0: And and what, what did you do there?
1: So I was the chief of community and public relations over at the Dayton VA, which was a wonderful job. You know, I did just about everything that wasn't medical, right? Okay. So I managed the patient advocate office where we get complaints in the system. I manage the veterans experience, where if there was a problem in the hospital, we would work to improve those processes. I manage the front desk, I I manage voluntary services where we collect donations and we sign up volunteers to help us. So it was a fabulous, fabulous job. And I say all of that, but all of that included public affairs as well. Mm -hmm. So I had a great public affairs staff.
0: Then when you left uh, the VA center, you were done with your w- career, right, uh, working career. And I thought I was. You thought you were, and then you went to work for the Veterans Service Commission, and then COVID hit. Yes. You saw in March of 2020 is when you started. Yes. And then the world just changed, didn't it? The it sure did, uh, didn't uh, it? How, how did that affect? Well and you were new to the veteran service commission at that point so kind i was kinda, yes sorta. i was
1: new to that office but mm-hmm. when i was at the va i managed the veteran service organizations that filed claims for our veterans okay so i kind of knew what they did and me i dabbled at my kitchen table helping the neighbors file for their claims okay. and helping them but um yeah so i'm here
0: and I love it. Well, so let's talk about then the, the what the, the kind of services the Veterans Service Commission provides. Like you said you had some experience from the outside from on some of the things yes. that they do. So tell us a little bit about, about what the Veterans Service Commission does. Thank you
1: one of my favorite things to talk about what we do here in Montgomery County so we're a bylaw program and we were established um, by Ohio revised code we have an office like mine in all 88 counties but they're not all run the same way so we're responsible for helping our veterans
0: that's like the auditor's office you know there's one auditor's office in every eight in every county you know, 88 but to run 88 different ways. absolutely <laughs> okay. uh,
1: yes everybody does it differently right and I I think we do it fabulously. There, so, you go. there you go. So what we're in charge of is filing all claims for our veterans um, to, that may have been uh, injured or had an illness while serving in the military. So we file all of their claims to the Department of Veterans Affairs and we file compensation claims like disability claims, pension. Um, we help our uh, surviving spouses get benefits as well. So we file a ton of claims to help our veterans get compensation from the Department of Veterans Affairs. So we do that as well as you already know this one is we help our veterans if they get into a situation where they need some financial assistance and we will help them with some emergency needs such as rent, utilities food, Um, we will help them kind of get over a hump. We don't sustain their income, but we help them get over that hump, and that is through our taxpayer dollars. So we And that goes through my office. It does go through through, your office. But I want to make sure you know we are good stewards of our taxpayer (laughs) dollars. And one of the other things by law is we're supposed to help our veterans get transportation to their local VA for their medical care. But we go above and beyond that, because when I came from the VA, I knew we were outsourcing a lot of specialty care and we were using RTA and bus passes that before I got there, get them to the VA. Well, in we can say early on, we were only spending about $3,000 on transportation with bus passes, and this year we're probably expected to um, spend about $65,000 on transportation getting our veterans to all their medical needs, medical facilities, whether it's at the VA or in the community. So we provide transportation, and in most cases, door-to-door as we work with RTA and paratransit to help those with mobility devices. We also have a dental program as well. It's a preventive dental program. Many of our veterans out there may realize that not everybody qualifies for dental at the VA, So we help to get preventative services and we have an agreement with about 12 different dentists in our community that will accept our voucher. So we provide uh, dental as
0: well. Now how many, um, how big is the staff at the Veterans? How many people do you manage over there?
1: So we have grown. So we are a team of 13.
0: Okay. And there's a commission, right, that that, that you report to? Uh, yes. I guess that's why it's called the Veterans Commission, right?
1: Yes. Just like you have a commission, mm-hmm. I have a commission. Okay. And we have five um, veterans that serve on our commission and that basically do our. Uh, Our policies and they tell us how they want us to manage it and we're very fortunate that all of our commissioners want to serve veterans and they are very supportive of all of our
0: programs so what is your favorite program that you do do you have a favorite they're all good right they're They're all great
1: I'm gonna tell you my favorite one that I um, that I brought to our Commission besides our dental program. okay. So when I started in 2020 and everybody went home, everybody went home, even my staff, and I was only four days on the job, (laughs) but I came to work because I needed to learn and not a big deal. So and there was nobody else there. There was so nobody you, else there. So you didn't there. have to worry about it getting was infected, right? Nope. <laughs> so for about a month, I went in every day and I answered the phones. The phones were ringing off the hook. I
0: bet they were. I bet they were. And
1: the one thing that they were ringing off the hook about was, I can't go to work. I don't have a job. I can't get a paycheck. Um, I can't pay my rent. I'm going to be evicted. So we heard and saw so much about folks needing legal assistance, and we tried to refer them to legal aid. Legal aid was severely overwhelmed as well. So I talked uh, to my commission and said, I want to write a PD and get a veteran's attorney on my staff. And they said yes. And we currently have a um, Marine veteran Serving on our staff. Yes, I'm going to call you out, Stephen Strain. (laughs) So Stephen is a UD uh, graduate, and he has a heart for service. And he works and helps all of our veterans. He will defend them in housing court, administrative law court. We do a lot of um, last will and testaments. And what's really nice about it, and hopefully all of your listeners know, that everything we do in our office is at no cost to the veteran or eligible family member. And so
0: these legal services that they they provide, they're provided at no cost.
1: at no cost to our veterans and eligible family members. And if you happen to have a veteran out there that may be at, end of life or in hospice or housebound, our attorney will do a house visit to assist them. Wow. We help veterans. I
0: did not know that. I did not know yes. that. Yes. Very good. That's yes. very good. So that's one of your, that's your favorite program? Is that it? is, is it my favorite. favorite program? But
1: I'm gonna have a new favorite coming up soon. Can okay. I tell you about that? Please,
0: please. I'm so excited. Are, are you allowed to? Are you Well, are you, are you, are I'm are we
1: making it up as we go along. Okay, I, I'm okay, I'm making great. up the position. All right. So one of the things I shared with you is um, sometimes our veterans need financial assistance. And we see that, and sometimes, um, just like in our regular community, um, individuals have lived a life of poverty and sometimes don't know how to get out of there. So I'm working um, with a variety of community partners to do uh, something like case management, a social work, um, a resource navigator. So I'm looking to hopefully get someone on our staff that will help them Navigate the system, watch them, and see what we can do in referring them so that they can get out of some of their um, issues. And that's what we want to do. We're already connected to the community mm-hmm. um, with our homeless partners, our food pantries. We're already connected with job and family services. We're connected with a lot of those, but in most cases, I'm the one doing the case managing, and I still know everybody at the VA that I'm calling them for assistance, but I think we should have someone full-time to follow them to make sure these folks are going down the right path, whether that's budgeting or a variety of things.
0: Do you have um, issues? Do, do, do veterans, how do they find out about your services? I mean, is there some type of network, or do, do you think veterans in general just know of these things? or Not necessarily. All right. When I first got there um,
1: at the at the county, um, we couldn't do boots on the ground outreach, right? Right. Because oh. we all had to wear a mask. Nobody was going out. But I'm used to doing outreach from when I was at the VA. So instead, I did my outreach by using the media. So we have commercials out there. We have radio advertisements for what we do. And more importantly, we love the fact that the VA knows what we do. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to serve our veterans in Montgomery County, it really is word of mouth that we're Mm -hmm. getting out. Mm -hmm. And I'm involved in a lot of other veteran organizations that we share the word, so we get veterans coming in.
0: Uh, now that you mentioned, I've seen the TV ads. I've seen some of the TV ads. Did I
1: wake you up in the morning or keep you up at well, night? <laughs> you well, know, I've, I've seen them. <laughs> uh,
0: so that, but that again, that's a very effective way to yes. to to, uh, uh, to get the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you use like like VFWs and American Legions? Is that, is that something that, that so we you, have you? a
1: lot of service organizations, sure. and just as we talked about the commissioners on. Um, on our staff, our commission, you know, we're represented by the DAV, the Disabled American Veterans, yeah. the Vietnam Veterans, American Legion, Vets, and the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars. So they help us also get the, war, the word out. So we continue to work um, to share as much as we can about all of our services, and they help us spread the word.
0: So 2020 was 2020. A, was um, a challenging year for for all of us. Yes, uh, and especially challenging for you. Like, what you said, four days on the job. Four the, days on, on the, the job. job and they send everybody home. Sure did. Uh, <laughs> so, lessons learned from that, or how? Yes. How long did it take you to before you had boots on the ground again? I guess uh, coming out of that. What does it all mean? So
1: for you? coming out of it. So I'm not afraid to go to work and and my poor staff, I'm like, all right, you spent enough time at home, you're you're coming back in. And we have the space that we could um, socially distance and we had individual offices and we were very careful. But my staff was back to work um, less than three months after COVID, and we were seeing our veterans in our office because they needed us. There was
0: such a demand, probably. Uh, There
1: was. You know, COVID did a lot for all of us, and one of that was Zoom. We all know what (laughs) Zoom is, right? (laughs) Yeah, I never heard of Zoom
0: before. Neither (laughs) had
1: I. So we did a a lot of Zoom. But one of the other things is, even with the county, a lot of folks were working from home, and... um, I'm not going to say your office was working from home too, but uh, we all were. But when we went to oh,
0: I I'll, just, I'll admit I didn't I wasn't in the office for two months. Wow, I yes. worked at home for two months yes. and I learned how I learned how to use Zoom. And we learned I, to do a lot of yeah. Things. We, it, for me personally now yes. I had other people in the office that that had to show. We always said that we had to do. Uh, we had to keep payroll. Yes, we had to keep Thank payroll you. going, yeah. and we had to uh, do things like foster care and veterans' checks. and with yep. Those types of checks we had to issue, uh, you know, the, the mm-hmm. because those were needs. Now, yes, I we told uh, the other office and everything. Now, if you need us if you need a new chair or or some pencils or something, we're we're not dealing with those things. (laughs) Exactly. We'll deal with those things later. But, yeah.
1: One of the things I learned when I got to my office is if we had a veteran in need for food, um, we were able to process through the county, and the county would issue them a check. Mm -hmm. But processing, but, um, you know, did not happen every day in our office and processing was, it looked differently during COVID. Correct, right. And along with that, people weren't getting out, they were afraid, Um, shelves were bare. But what we ended up doing or what I ended up doing is I started a voucher program at our office with Kroger and they would let me issue a voucher to our veterans in need in the office and they could take these vouchers to any Kroger's in Montgomery County. And I visited all 19 Kroger stores and they accept all of our vouchers. So one thing that happened was we didn't issue them a check for food, we actually gave them a Kroger voucher and they could take it to any of their Kroger's and they could go there, get food, get laundry detergent, get personal items, and they could have it in their hand when they left our office and we would just pay the bill later.
0: Um, when you were at the VA center, you started a veterans food pantry? I sure did. So it kind of followed you forward, I guess.
1: It sure did. The VA doesn't have that food pantry now due to COVID. But when I worked at the VA, I worked with one of our diabetes doctors, and he said the most frustrating thing for our veterans was sometimes at the end of the month, they didn't have enough food and it changed how their diabetes medication worked for them and they could be in a critical crisis. So we worked and we worked with um, our Dayton Food Bank to start up a food pantry and it was at no cost to us and we held that on a regular basis and it was quite a success. And you know, I think of our veterans, especially our combat veterans, all of our veterans who served are heroes and we need to take care of them and you know providing them food in in need is one of the things that we can do
0: clearly that's what drives you yes. for, for the work that you do right yes. uh, I love what I do you love what you do it shows it shows and uh, I, I said uh, before we started here we were talking and, and uh, so you're clearly a very passionate person you're passionate yes. about the job you perform and uh, but you have other interests too right I
1: have a, yes I do I, I do have other interests yes
0: <laughs> so I found out that you, you, before we started here, that you foster dogs.
1: I do. So that's another love and passion of mine, you know, uh, saving the animals. So I do foster dogs. And um, currently- See, I told you we'd get to this. You would. (laughs) And currently I am fostering um, uh, dogs with the Schnauzer Rescue Cincinnati as well as Second Chance Rescue in Bellbrook and right now I have seven dogs oh, in wow. my home. <laughs> um, a few months ago I was up to nine, but it is so worthwhile. Uh, we love helping and helping them find the best homes that they can. And before I always had labs, I love those big dogs and I miss those big dogs. And now I have little yappy <laughs> dogs and I love every one of them. But there is a need for that. And um, I always love to say, please don't shop rescue um, and adopt um, rescue animals. So they're well worth it.
0: Good for you, you know, clearly, um, you know, with you're someone it's it's uh, good to have people like you in our community and uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your service to our nation. And thank you for your service here in the community. Uh, I understand that in 2020, you were inducted in the Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame. I was. What an honor.
1: It was a tremendous honor. I I was so honored that something like that happened. And um, I have a lot of partners and friends in the community that I work to initiate a lot of veterans Um, initiatives, and somebody recognized that and nominated me. And what's really cool about the Veterans Hall of Fame, it's not what you did in the military, it's what you did after your service, what Mm. you did for your community. And I was also so very fortunate that they select twenty people every year to the Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame, and after I was selected, they asked me to serve on the executive team to select future veterans oh, to well, be good for represented. You.
0: Good for you! Congratulations! I, That's great. Thank you. That's great. So someone wants to volunteer to help with the Veterans Commission or are there volunteer opportunities or things that people can get involved or they want to help the, with the veterans want to be involved
1: you know that is really a great question we do not have an opportunity for volunteerism in our office okay but we love seeing all the folks out there and we would say please spread the word you know that's spread the, the best word. thing you can do yes you can spread the word to your neighbor to your son to your father let them know that we exist but if there is someone out there that doesn't want to volunteer for for the veterans mm-hmm. i say go visit the Dayton VA Medical Center they have a great volunteer department there okay. and we always work with them on a regular basis so there are a lot of things for our community to get involved well, with so
0: what type of volunteer things would they would they be doing out there
1: so we have volunteers out there that might drive the golf cart when okay. folks park the car they can help them get to th- okay. the front door mm-hmm. we have folks that might uh, sit in in the waiting room of the of the surgical waiting room, and you know keep folks comfortable. We have other things that folks will help and maybe set up bingo uh, <laughs> for our veterans that are in the nursing home. There, okay. We have a variety of things that they can do out there.
0: That's exciting. That's great. That's good to know. So, someone has a, a veteran that needs access to your services. How do they contact you?
1: Yes. If you need assistance in our office, give us a call at 937-225-4801. We are here to help, and I want everyone to realize that we are an office of veterans serving other veterans. So we want to help. We have a great team, and we're here to serve you.
0: And that number again?
1: 937-225-4801.
0: Great. Now, do you have a website, too? or, or? Yes, we do. Okay.
1: www.mc vsc.org.
0: Okay mm-hmm. and, and of course now you know if, if people are listening to this on our podcast they won't see this but on the video portion my guys here will make sure that that gets put up on the on the screen Love there so people will see yes. that. It has been so nice to to get to know you a little better Thank and you. to have you on the program today to get to know more about what the Veterans Service Commission, anything else about the Veteran Service Commission you think we, you would like to share with us? Or?
1: Many of you don't think you have benefits, or many of our veterans think somebody else is hurt more than me.
0: Or somebody doesn't care? Do they think that at some, at some point they think, do anybody still remember me?
1: Well, we remember them, and what I want to tell them is come file a claim, see what benefits you have. You don't know until you ask, and many of our veterans think it's for the person um that is much more injured than they were, but there is enough funding to take care of all of our veterans in our community.
0: Yes, there is. And yes, there is. Yes, there is. From the and auditor. We <laughs> appreciate uh, what you do. We Thank appreciate you. the other people there at the Veterans Service Commission, what they do. An important uh, service to our community, important service to those who, who served our nation, and uh, we, we're grateful for that. Thank you. And uh, that will wrap us up for this week's, uh, this month's episode of uh, Odds and Ends. Thank you all, see you next time.